Hello and welcome to Two Bald Men and Friends, the show where we talk about issues and ideas using pop culture as the springboard. I'm your host, Joe, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Alex. Hey, hey, hey. And Dan. Hi, hi, hi. Today we're going to be talking about the movie When We First Met and the idea of time travel. So, spoiler alert, please sit back and relax, or if you're driving, sit upright and continue to drive vigilantly. So guys, what did we all think of When We First Met? Eh. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I, I have a thing for rom-coms. Failure to launch. Fifty first days. Is that the one world animals attack? <laughs> no, you're thinking of uh, Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> How to lose a guy in ten days? I I don't know. Rom coms do it for me. I definitely see where you're both coming from. Uh, I enjoyed it. I was surprised to see it had a thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which Rotten Tomatoes isn't the most accurate read of a movie, but that seems too low. Oh wait, was it Metacritic? Or Rotten Tomatoes. Cause Metacritic, that was Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I didn't see the Metacritic. I think but Metacritic I is always much harsher. But yeah. I feel like whenever I watch a rom-com, it's never of my own volition. <laughs> but <laughs> we forced Dan to watch this. That's, that's not true. There was there was the cute workaholics guy. He was oh, yeah. he kept me going throughout. Adam uh, Devine, or whatever his name he's, is. He's cute, but like he does also have that like douchey look to him he yeah. is in this weird cross section where yeah. <laughs> he's a fusion of douche and cute. yeah he's charming <laughs> but like you, he could have been a bro easily yeah he has jack black's charm but like the stunning good looks of like a person who has never what? had to make someone <laughs> laugh to get them to be interested unlike us where yeah, that we, we're a purely audio medium yeah. for a reason so adam devine's character noah is realizing at his uh his friend avery is, yeah. is it it's mm-hmm. her uh batch not bachelor, uh, her engagement sort of party. engagement party and just realizing how much of a failure he is and mess of a life it's like oh man i i messed up with avery like so much only being the friend in her life when i could have been so much more to her and that's when he goes to his favorite bar or whatever that he worked at i believe yeah, it's sort of like his last bar. It's like his last day or whatever. Also, he's super good at piano, which I yeah. also found attractive. Yeah, and he's a good singer. Right? Yeah. Where uh. did he go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and so he ends up putting a quarter in this photo booth, which was where he went on his first date with Avery, which ended with them sort of liking each other, but then her running into Ethan, her fiancé, the very next day. Uh. Ethan. And so it was kind of like, oh, the stars didn't align for us two, it aligned from them two. So he's moping in the photo booth, uh, takes a few pictures, and then ends up going back in time to uh, fix his mistake of getting in the quote-unquote friend zone, which we don't actually believe in, but we'll use that phrase for now. Sure. Yeah. Um, There is the interesting idea of like, no, we're supposed to be together. And it's like, no, man, like, maybe you're not. <laughs> but he does eventually um, figure that out. So I guess it's kind of okay. Yeah, I thought overall the characters were very likable. Avery was fun. Like, I could understand why he had the hots for her. And also, Ethan was kind of perfect. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, so there was no sense of, like, he was fixing some sort of wrong of, like, Oh no, Ethan's not right for Avery because he's a jerk. And I have to like uh 
villain as this hero of justice sort of thing and save her from this. It's like, no, she yeah. is. It's purely happy. selfish. <laughs> and it's not even the type of perfect in a rom-com where it's like, oh, he's such a douchebag. It's like he's just a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. Like a good job. <laughs> um, and then there are the two side characters, Carrie and Max, who are uh, Noah's best friend and Avery's best friend. Like, they had good talking points. They had nice witty comebacks to each other and they were... They were present as three-dimensional characters. They weren't just on the side. Yeah, I really liked how the side characters got interests in their own lives. They weren't just there to fill in the main characters. Like Carrie, you learn, is a photographer and she enjoys... Um, like, she's kind of a hipster. She has a Ford Bronco, which was a weird, like, specific thing they threw in, but, like, didn't make a joke about it. Like, it was too specific... And then, like, there yeah. was no payoff. She has, like, this catchphrase, yeah. like, whenever she's, like, snapping a photo with her Polaroid or whenever you have a DSLR or whatever, she was like, Candid, and I'm like, oh, is she going to be oh, that yeah. kind of character? But thankfully, she wasn't. <laughs> and then um, Max is, like, very career-driven mm-hmm. and, like, is rich and enjoys, you know, partying and stuff like that. So everyone got their own thing, which was cool. Yeah. The added part of the time travel... I definitely liked that he only traveled back in time two years. And so, like, all of the time travel tropes that we expect, we get, but they're not nearly as dramatic as what you would see maybe on the butterfly effect or Mm -hmm. some other, or back to the future. Because it's such a specific outcome, it sort of limits the the possibilities, which is good for the scope of this film. It's like, let's... uh, Let's keep it with what we're working with and not open the possibilities to to some butterfly hurricane effects. Yeah, it was so, like, not drastic that we spend a lot of time him not realizing that he went back in time because it was only two years. That's almost, like, my least favorite part of time travel, when they don't realize, like, it's the same or that they've gone back in time, whatever. He's like, oh, I guess Halloween's early again. Like, what's the deal with this? Can I get a... A blueberry Red Bull or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it takes. <laughs> that was the I, lo- I love that that was the reveal. <laughs> Red Bull only has one flavor. <gasps> <laughs> the same thing happened with... Looks uh, at a newspaper. Com- it must be at least two years ago. <laughs> I completely agree with the whole, like, time travel requires at least one experience to be like, wait, did I time travel? Because the same thing happened with Happy Death Day. Of like, oh, you guys are being so annoying. Wait, this is kind of familiar. Wait, what's going on here? And then, like, finally, they get it. Mm-hmm. That can get annoying. Like, it's either gotta throw in some new spice there to, like, get a chuckle. It's like, oh, haha, that's a fun little twist. Now we can move on with the film. Or, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I did enjoy that when he finds out that he time travel, um, he's not, like, horrified. He's extremely excited that he now has this opportunity. Uh, So I thought that even though it did have that trope, um, it does kind of make up for it in a fun little moment. (laughs) Yeah, he kind of accepts like, oh, time travel. It works. All right, I'm going to take advantage of it right right now. Granted that his first experience ends with um, (laughs) someone coming to the party that he's trying to redo. It's like, that's the crazy person we met in the park who's like talking (laughs) about. Oh, yeah, the stalker. The stalker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So he time travels, figures out he time travels and then wakes up again in the present time and is like, oh, what a crazy dream. Another time travel trope. Yeah. And so that was nice that he only lives two days over and over again. 
So he goes back in time two years, makes his decision, and then two years immediately pass again and he wakes up with the consequences. And so it's a little bit fun or tropey, depending on who's watching, of what were the consequences of the decision. Yeah. I really like the fact that it it immediately cuts to the ramifications of him making it, whether that's, uh, oh, he was super, like, uh, had the right answer for everything for Avery or whatever, and was, like, immediately everywhere that she, like, prompted or whatever, and he turned into the douchey, shows up every few months kind of guy for, like, a hookup. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Ethan was fantastic in that in that timeline. It's like, hey, we're gonna go for a run. And it's like, oh, and it's like, oh, can I come with them? Man, Ethan should have said no, but man, did he? <laughs> Ethan's like, yeah, that. sure, sure. Come, the come more the merrier. <laughs> um, all the new timelines were like a lot of fun to watch. I like the range that like his life changed, mm-hmm. and uh, it reminded me a lot of the film, the Adam Sandler film, Click, where oh, yeah, he's going yeah, yeah. point to point in his life and seeing. How he's like uh, changes as a result, and all the in between time. Whenever people are trying to interact with him, he's way too focused on what he's working towards to give them enough time. It's like, oh, if I'm not like actually in the moment, like learning and experiencing it, then I have not like grown as a person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Click <laughs> made me cry for, like for. Oh my gosh, I was not expecting that. I've never watched that movie a second time, and it's not because I didn't like it. Like, I just don't want to go through that part again. Like, <laughs> like in the trailer, sad. in the trailer, he... What fr- goes up yes, must come down. Exactly. Exactly. He's watching breasts in slow motion. Cuts a fill I, I can watch this movie. Yeah. And then I'm sobbing. <laughs> like, don't waste your time. Work. <laughs> Adam Sandler, no. Uh, I will say that Noah's character, every time he went back in time, he kept trying to make a very extreme decision. And I felt like if he had a vague memory of what happened two years ago, his idea is... Or even how women work. Yeah, even how women work. Like, he knew that he was really close to hitting it off with Avery. And instead of making like one minor adjustment when he goes back in time, he makes the most drastic adjustment oh, that he possibly can. I gotta be that kind of guy that can provide for Avery and give her a white picket mm-hmm. fence. Let me completely overhaul my... He definitely overcorrects. And yeah. It's to his downfall or to his uh, benefit because by the end he realizes he doesn't want to be with Avery. He wants to be with Carrie. <gasps> You said spoiler at the beginning, right? I did. Oh my yeah. gosh. Phew. As always. The best friend character who's all like candid and is all like, your life's a mess. That's who he wants to yeah. end with. Yeah. And that's definitely, I saw it coming pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, every time the timeline sort of messed up, Carrie was there to sort of help him out and like talk him through it and be like, well, Avery doesn't want this. She wants that. And he's like, oh, yeah, wow, talking with you is so great. See ya! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, looking back on it, it's... (laughs) It's a bit obvious, but I enjoyed it. I mean, like, the movie opens with him getting drunk at the um, engagement party, and then Carrie drives him home. And the way they were talking, I was like, he's going to end up with her. But I enjoyed the ride. It didn't ruin it for me. Yeah. It rarely does. If it's predictable, it's rare for me to say that's the part that ruined it for me. But if I don't like a movie, 
I'll also complain that it's yeah. predictable. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. I think I didn't realize it until it was the uh, the watcher call. He's he's living with the consequences of his white picket fence. He has like mm-hmm. a a um a good amount of like dad weight or like whatever, <laughs> like a comfortable weight. stress weight. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> And uh, Carrie is sort of the the struggling artist who's uh, sort of living with him at the the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So overall, I liked the time travel twist of the rom-com. What did Mm -hmm. you guys think? Like, was it forced? Worthwhile? It's a cute gimmick, but it doesn't evolve anything past a gimmick. It's just a... It's just there to... (laughs) For shenaniganry to happen and to give explanation to the actions yeah uh like every rom-com has like the regular rom-com formula and then the one thing that's like unique about it the Mm -hmm. time travel was the unique part of this yeah i actually have a a generally a pretty strong opinion of how time travel needs to be portrayed in order for me to be entertained by it because a lot of people risk time travel movies and like don't follow up with it at all and sort of they have no rules to it and i get really turned off by it like i'm thinking of looper in my head oh gosh if you're gonna commit to a time travel gimmick like study which type of time travel you're going to portray it's smart to sort of give your scope right after out of the gate i think this film was smart in the sense that it uh it made it it's small down the scale and the scope mm-hmm. of it like Correct. very yeah. small which Made is very easy. small it, when you leave those possibilities open that's when you start to lose your your audience with the rules you have yet to establish yeah yeah it uh it kept the time travel very very simple which i think if your movie isn't about time traveling so like a movie like primer or back to the future um, where you can dedicate time to talking about it, you should just keep it simple. Because, Dan, like you said, if you leave opportunities open, that can open up a whole can of worms. Yeah, so yeah. there are three main types of time travel that, like, theories that I guess exist um, according to how we think time works and all of that. Um, I mean, time is obviously cyclical. So. <laughs> yeah, it, why do you think clocks are round? <laughs> you guys think that cyclical and linear are the only two options, and that's where you're narrow-minded. Yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me draw you a graph. You just said we need to work within the tools that are given to us. Let's, let's not think outside the box. You know how long it took us to discover that DNA is like a double helix in three dimensions because we couldn't think outside of linear and cyclical anyway uh, so uh the first one that comes to mind for time travel is this fixed timeline which is this idea that time is sort of elastic in that if you travel back in time and try to correct something it will inevitably bring you right back to where you started so if you go back in time and try to kill hitler you're actually causing Hitler. Like, it's sort of canonic? Is that the word? Self-fulfilling? It's Mm self-fulfilling prophecy type of thing. If you think of the Futurama movie, um, that would be a fixed timeline where it sort of creates, it follows its own cyclical story that moves in the exact direction that it had to move, even though there was time travel involved. Yeah, so Fry in Futurama goes back, accidentally kills his grandpa, but then ends up becoming his own grandpa. So time's sort of fixed. Uh, yes, that's in one of the episodes, but they have a Futurama movie. 
where Bender can travel in time. Oh, yeah. I and, forgot about that. And it also is a fixed timeline of where Leela falls in love with this guy and Fry keeps trying to get with her um, and get rid of this guy. And then it's like revealed that he is actually that guy. He just like got in a fire, burned his hair, grew a beard, and like it ends up working itself out like that. One more example would be I go back in time and kill the baby that would become Hitler. But it turns out that that was actually Hitler's older brother. And so the parents had another baby because their baby was killed and that baby became Hitler. So you sort of and actually... due to the death of the older <laughs> child, it warped his personality. And exactly. Like... <laughs> and so like every time you go back in time, you're mm-hmm. causing the present that you're trying to stop. Mm-hmm. So sort of the opposite of a fixed timeline is what's called a dynamic timeline. And that's what a lot of time travel movies operate under. So the idea of that is you go back in time, change something. And then when you go back to the future, everything's different because of that change. So since we're on Hitler, um, it would be you go back in time, kill baby Hitler, and then you go back to your time. The world is incredibly different because... Hitler, you know, didn't cause World War II, so that didn't happen, or it happened differently, and that change led to many other changes, and you couldn't perceive everything that you caused by killing baby Hitler. Right. The dynamic timeline is the timeline where you have to be afraid of accidentally making yourself not born, or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Where they or f- revealing your future gadgetry to the past. Mm-hmm. Correct, <laughs> yeah. Um, and... What I find the most frustrating with movies when they're trying to portray uh, time travel is sort of overlapping these types of time travel Mm -hmm. and sort of saying like they're not sure whether they're traveling the fixed timeline or the dynamic timeline because each time it's like a little bit different or they steal from both types of theories and it sort of ruins my suspension of disbelief and my immersion, which understandably shouldn't be that strong to begin with because we're talking about time travel but i'm committed and then they and then if they set up the rules i will follow and and they don't yeah um back to the future kind of has both of these it's kind of like what you're talking about um where marty goes back in time and can change things but also is the reason that his parents meet and like it seems that they would not have met if he didn't go back in time but also he's changing the past by going back in time. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of, they kind of get in the best of both worlds. Yeah. Or the worst of both worlds because yeah. I wasn't invested. No, Alex, have you seen the movie? It's the best of both worlds. The movie, the trilogy. Anyway. Oh, you don't watch them all at once every time? <laughs> um, and actually, Back to the Future also addresses the third type of time travel, the multiverse, which is the idea that you can go back in time and you can change something, but your universe still exists. And by going back in time, you just sort of have created a second alternate universe. And so uh, Marty goes back in time and accidentally leaves behind this playbook of things. A sports almanac. Yeah, that he wanted to use to get rich, but instead Biff gets rich because of it. And so anytime he tries to go forward into the future, he can't go back to the future where he took the almanac, which, again, is really iffy because then the almanac wouldn't have existed if that future never existed. So there's just so much overlap and it's very frustrating for me. 
Yeah, but I think they did a good job of sort of explaining this very complicated theory with the chalkboard scene where Doc draws a line and then draws a second line off of that line. And I was like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Do we have maybe a favorite of these out of these three theories? Like, which would your ideal time travel movie use? Um, I think I like the way the butterfly effect did it, which was would be the dynamic timeline, which is also the way uh, When We First Met did it, mm-hmm. which is the idea that you can change one thing and then everything will change after. And I like seeing how that plays out. I personally think there's a lot of fun setup story elements you can do with a fixed timeline, especially in films when they uh, when they plant that seed early on and then you see it pay off later that's really fun for me to see sort of like a it's like the rube goldberg machine you're like watching the pieces set up Mm -hmm. and all these strange interactions like oh that's why such and such did such and such or whatever um that's i don't think it's the the most fun i think definitely with the uh, dynamic timeline has the the most tools you can play around with Yeah. yeah but i would also say that that's the one that directors and producers would make the most mistakes with if they have a dynamic timeline, they sort of have too much to play with, and mm-hmm. then they can't follow through with it. And like because it's the most flexible, they start to accidentally bleed and borrow elements from the other two. And you see, uh, you see like um, artifacts of a fixed or a multiverse timeline in your dynamic one, and it's yeah, it's the easiest to mess up. Yeah, dynamic definitely raises the stakes easiest, like in terms of your story, because there are. Uh, threats you can change everything um, but like you guys are saying it is very easy to mess up um, <laughs> unless you're Rick and Morty I, yeah. I can't think of another multiverse one that pulls up multiverse aside from Rick and Morty <laughs> um, Futurama has a fun episode where basically um, this isn't necessarily time oh, it's just the other half of the coin or whatever the yeah, coin flip so, one that so basically like whenever a choice is made another there's another universe where the opposite happens so if I were to flip a coin and it lands on heads, there's an identical version of me in another universe where it lands on tails. Yeah. Um, again, that's not necessarily time travel, but the, the premise is the same. I go back in time and do X that creates another universe where I don't even go back in time. It creates one where I go back in time and do Y and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah like- I think uh, Community has a very similar uh, portrayal of that as well where someone has to get the door um, to grab the pizza. And so Jeff like throws the die up in the air to say, to say like one through six, we are all going to go based on our number. And so he actually creates seven different timelines mm-hmm. because he never counted himself because he wasn't going to get the pizza. He created a scheme where he <laughs> yeah. doesn't have to get up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so the whole episode is just watching this, one little thing of grabbing the pizza in seven different ways and they all cause like the most dramatic and horrendous things to happen is that where the gift comes from when donald glover walks in with the pizza and like the whole apartment's on fire (laughs) yes so if you've ever seen that (laughs) shock face or happy donald glover opens the door with a pizza and it's just (laughs) chaos on fire that's where it's from yeah i think the biggest problem with multiverse is it's a lot of fun what if scenarios Mm -hmm. and no like linear overarching plot or whatever it's just like oh wouldn't it be funny if this happened and then you witness what happened or whatever but we're not 
developing. Yeah, we're not anything, actually really. in that timeline. Like literally the 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 end of that plot line in that community episode was like, oh, Jeff is a jerk because he created a system where he doesn't have to get up and go pizza, <laughs> go get pizza. Um, community does have that recurring joke though. If you've ever heard of the darkest timeline, um, that comes from Community, and it's actually a recurring theme of the darkest timeline is trying to get into the quote-unquote regular timeline or the timeline that we're watching. And so there is an evil Jeff that, like, doesn't have an arm um, that's always <laughs> that's trying to get into this timeline. And then there's a dark Abed who's the only one who's aware of the dark timeline because Abed always um, is in his own head. So he, it's up in the air as to whether or not Abed just continues these multiverse timelines in his head for the rest of the series or if that's an actual reality that they created and follow through with mm -hmm. so now that we're a little bit more familiar with all the different theories of time travel um rather than say like when would you go back to we kind of want to make it a very broad topic so um would you guys want to go forward or backwards in time well, as a straight white male, I have the privilege <laughs> of having either choice and not being too ostracized wherever I go. Um, I think I just like the idea too much of going back in time and being an aficionado with with things. It's It scares me, like, walking into a hole and there's like, ah, oh, I don't understand all these new concepts or whatever, and I have to, like, sort of relearn everything. Oh, the future is cool and everything, but... I'm just like Captain America where I don't understand mm. anything and everything is lost on me and I'm just yearning for the past. So yeah. I, I think it's back for me for sure. Back in my day. <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> I think uh, one thing that I have to keep in mind when I think about forward or back is all of the nuances of if I go back in time, am I pressing rewind or is my physical body going back in time and I can sort of rearrange people like chess pieces? And then on top of that, when I go back in time, am I like forgetting everything? And have I just trapped our universe into always going back in time on the day that I decide to go back because in time? Because you and... <laughs> decided to press the button. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now like our history ends there because it loops to every time I press it, I'm rewinding, but I never remember that I press it. So then uh... I always go back to that point and then rewind it and I've just ruined everything. So those nuances make me afraid to go back in time. and But also the future is scary. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to be the jerk to say neither. So if I had to choose... You do. I know. <laughs> you're going to be the Adam Devine's roommate Max character and give the whole best friend speech of like life is you got to make the we're always living it there there is no exactly um you always I, only have one life <laughs> oh wait was it jumanji I, no you were right it just reminded me of jumanji <laughs> i will say before i answer the question there was like a blog post probably on tumblr that was like you know all those movies that are like if you go back in time be really careful because anything you do can change your future forever why don't people think about that as the present because it's the same exact scenario. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, my whole life. What am life. I doing? <laughs> Sitting in a room recording a podcast. Um, so to finally answer the question, I'd go back. Back nice. to the past. Yeah, I'd, I'd go to the past. Okay. <laughs> and hopefully I'd have all of the knowledge that I have and use it to better my life. Or have like a bunch of answers that like, see... 
I'm not smart enough to go back in time and invent something that has already been invented, <laughs> so that won't help me. See, I'm not athlete enough to convince people, because even though I know the outcome, I can't convince them. Bigoted people are bigoted people. <laughs> They're not going to... What you talking about? Yeah. We are the superior race, you <laughs> if, ginger. <laughs> if I went back in time, it would purely be for my benefit. Yeah. I wouldn't be yeah. trying to change the world at all. <laughs> That's... I would also use it for so selfish means yeah me three uh <laughs> i would love to use the past as like an investment <laughs> like go back and uh invest in snapchat invest in snapchat oh. or um be like hey steve you're really good at this computer thing just remember me when you make it big <laughs> he's like who the fuck was that guy <laughs> It's very so frustrating. Um, <laughs> the brand new Macintosh has two megabytes of storage. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, there is also that danger of going back in time and being like, now I gotta wait for the technology yeah. that I'm used to yeah. to come to existence. Because again, I'm not smart enough to invent it myself. Yeah, yeah like you, you go out in New York City in the 80s where there's like all these crazy parties and then you get out and you're like, oh, let me call an Uber. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> let me just give Steve Jobs his book and then he'll come up with it eventually and now it's a fixed timeline because you, you gave Steve Jobs the means to create Apple. Yeah, Alex, you definitely bring up the idea of all these nuances. I would only want to go back if I knew it was a fixed timeline. I would hate to have that pressure. But if I could go back and like bring all my like knowledge. new time money and knowledge and then it turns out it's like oh it turns all out i'm jd rockefeller <laughs> all your non-inflated money <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you caused the great depression because yeah you brought i brought money. too much what is money. this what is this fake money you gotta <laughs> yeah. go around him and obviously get bills that were printed before <laughs> yeah. the time you're going back to <laughs> or like i go back and i'm like you need cash why don't you just use credit What's credit? Call oh, let me tell you about credit. Eight seven seven cash now. There is a there's a show on Hulu with James Franco. He goes back in time to stop the assassination of JFK, but the specific time travel method that he has only sends him back two years before the assassination. So in mm. order for him to succeed, he, he needs to stay there at least for two years yeah. and live and exist. And kill the person that killed JFK. But he also has to discover if that's the person who really killed him first. Um, the only reason I bring this up <laughs> is because the guy who showed him the time traveling um, device sells really cheap burgers. And it's because he goes back in time and buys the meat from that time and brings uh... it to the present. So he can buy really, really cheap meat. And sell it for what seems cheap, but he's making like a thousand percent profit. I will say on that note, I do like the um, the steaks and uh, the those meat steaks. steaks. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I, I applaud you. We can end it there. No, 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 no. The steaks of um, with James Franco's like you have. This is our one shot to get this right or whatever, and especially the tech, whatever tech they're using to time travel. If it's whether it's unstable, it's like we don't know if this is going to work or whatever, like sort of like X-Men Days of Future Past where he has to like literally induce Wolverine into this weird like coma. It's like you better fix this right or we're all screwed instead of and when we first met where he sort of has infinite chances to yeah. get this right or until he realizes 
like where he's gone wrong like and as he, a person he doesn't get weaker he doesn't every time he goes weaker. back and then suddenly stop getting weaker <laughs> yeah have I, you guys seen the um, Disney Channel movie Minutemen? Yes, yeah. and I really like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I or enjoy like, that one. Even in Back to the Future, where it's like uh, the whatever gigawatts or like the, the the conditions have to be just right, or else we're gonna miss our window. I not that it's like fake artificial tension, but oh man, just this. The stakes is like, oh, if we if we mess this up, we're stuck in Western times forever. <laughs> well, what I like about Minutemen is it's not the like threat of changing the past or like getting stuck in the past, but the time travel itself is like tearing the universe apart. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and it also makes me think of when we're talking about stakes, the uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh God, I was uh, trying to avoid it so much. <laughs> I it didn't. I, I gotta be honest, I didn't like how they portrayed time travel, but I also didn't mind this whole idea of you can't let yourself be seen when you go back in time and you're like a f new physical body. And because you are always going to be going back in time, you can take the place of yourself after they do, which I thought was a fun little twist of awareness and like recognizing that if you go back in time, now there's two of you. And so what's going to happen? Oh, well, the original you is going to go back in time, too. So <laughs> you can take the place. And I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. I think I, I personally just think JK needed to do a bit more sci-fi research before yeah. she uh, I agree. started writing about that one. But I just love the audacity. It's like, oh, Hermione's the nerd. She wants to use this to take <laughs> extra classes. Props for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, she makes a big point. She's like, there are big consequences for wizards that mess with time no I just but wanna... also your teacher gave it to you so you could take an extra credit this semester <laughs> to be fair though the teacher gives it to her knowing like being because albus dumbledore is like this all-knowing being yeah. it's like i wonder if this will come in handy then in the school year when things are coming to when harry inevitably is in danger <laughs> is albus dumbledore uh omnipotent because he knows way too much in every single book of how things will inevitably like end up uh, I mean, they do technically have prophecies, so, like, maybe he's just read all of them. But no, that's a rule. Like, you can't read someone else's... I don't know. That... There's so much questions that I don't Again, have the JK. answer to. Again, yeah. JK. Sci-fi, magic, they're one and the same. <laughs> Fucking Thor. <sighs> well, this has been a fun episode. We're gonna... Um, speaking of that, though, I... Do find it funny that it's like, do not get caught using time travel. And then it's like, but like you do magic. Like just be like, hey, don't worry. Like I'm, it's just magic. Our world's full of it. Um, but I think sci-fi time travel is a lot easier to explain than magic time travel. Which I, I think is why it's more in the sci-fi wheelhouse. Okay, we'll give yeah. J.K. Rowling yeah, that benefit of the doubt. Because yeah. it's, cause <laughs> sure. it's like you can have a flux capacitor uh in sci-fi but in harry potter it's like it's just magic <laughs> that's true speaking of that going way back to the movie uh they don't explain how the time travel works uh you know you get in the photo booth and it sends you back in time but they the photo booth also functions as a photo booth so i think it's because he gets in it by himself and no one ever gets in a photo booth by themselves. 
That's so, neat. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I hope like, anyone could use this as a time machine, but no one does because no one gets in a photo booth by themselves. Yeah. That's fun. That's a, that would be a fun gimmick to reveal of if you only go in by yourself. Like if you're that depressed, if your life, <laughs> if your life is so downhill that you're going into a photo booth by yourself, <laughs> the universe is just like. Let's give him another yeah. chance. <laughs> and this part guy of, needs it. Part of me just really likes the existence of these like superficial or supernatural artifacts that just have these properties. Whether it's the game Jumanji, like mm-hmm. adapting or whatever, or in the movie Big with Tom Hanks, the uh, the Zoltar fortune teller, mm-hmm. just these sort of like Ouija board esque supernatural devices that we have no understanding of, but know how to utilize like, yeah. i kind of like that idea i like it too and i definitely overall with the as what always happens with time travel like in happy death day and all that it's kind of like that statement of well we just sort of have to accept that he is time traveling mm-hmm. if they try to explain it then it, it might become too sci-fi if they don't try to explain it then it's kind of just like well i accept that it's the universe trying to teach you a lesson maybe yeah <laughs> So basically what we're getting at is live every day like you've traveled back in time and you have to protect the future. Because that is what is happening. <laughs> Not are... the traveling back in time, but you're protecting Wait, what? <laughs> Guys, we are time traveling. One second. Every <laughs> per second. Per second. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked us, Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at two underscore bald men and find us on Facebook. And remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Please tune in next week when we talk about the movie Don't Think Twice and the idea of following your dreams.